0: You swore he would not interfere. I
1: know. I'll handle it. You have proven you cannot. I will. Ungrateful, Mark. Altering the terms of our agreement. You were nothing more than a corpse when I found you. You think you own this body? (laughs) It belongs to me. We'll find the scarab hey i'm derek and i'm noah and you're listening to a bite of where we take our current favorite (laughs) pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time Sorry, my uh, voice cracked. <laughs> one, I never know where you're going when you do that part of the intro. So I'm always kind of like waiting for a longer thing. And this time it was the exact thing that's in the script that we wrote years ago, but then your voice cracked. So I don't know what okay. to do anymore. Just go with it. <laughs> the one time it was
0: perfect.
1: Eh, in yeah, you better air-, the words, those air quotes. The
0: words were. Perfect. Correct. Yes. The delivery (laughs) was off. Yeah. Well, sorry. (laughs) Before we get into the new episode of Moon Knight, can't you believe it? A new episode. We have a new episode. Moon Knight has a new episode. It's lots of love. Many phases of the moon. (laughs) Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at A Bite of Pod. Also, if you want to support the show in any way, we have a Patreon exclusive episodes. We just came out with a video of us talking about everything everywhere all at once and also real world homecoming. Is it? No, it's the real Real world. world Homecoming New Orleans. New Orleans. While also putting on an Oscar Myers baloney face mask.
1: Yes, I enjoy this uh, segment that we created called Pampered Pop Culture because we're taking care of ourselves while I was... There's nothing that goes while with it.
0: talking about things that we like. Well, right. I
1: wanted to make it sound snappier. That I was going to say taking care of ourselves while taking care of you, but that sounded disgusting. Taking care of your ear and eye holes. No, that's even worse. We're touching your eye holes. So yeah, if you support <laughs> the show, we can touch, touch your, your eye holes and ear
0: holes <laughs> while we talk about pop Take culture exclusively. <laughs> All right. Well, before. We get into this newest episode of Moon Knight. As always, we have to just take a step back and refresh our minds a little bit. I know it's only been a week, but
1: a lot can happen in a week. Indeed. So, Moon Knight Episode 1, The Goldfish Problem. Meet mild mannered Brit Stephen Grant. He wakes up every morning in his London flat chained to his bed, surrounded by sand, oh with a front door that has tape around the frame. He feeds his fish, R.I.P. Gus, Uh and leaves a voicemail for his world-traveling mother. He heads off to work at the museum gift shop. His boss, Donna, is the worst. The next morning, he wakes up in a field with a voice in his head. In this unknown European village, Ethan Hawke, I mean Arthur Harrow, (laughs) leads a cult of Amit-worshipping townsfolk. He wants his scarab back, Stephen. Uh A car chase follows, and Stephen blacks out. While he's not in control of the body, he has some Mission Impossible style driving skills. He -hmm. heads back to his apartment where he finds a phone in his wall with missed calls from Layla. And also, his reflection talks to him. Ethan, (laughs) I mean Arthur, is at the museum and later releases a jackal to attack Stephen. In the loo, Mark Spector appears in the mirror and Moon Knight is released.
0: Yay! Great first episode. As you heard in our last episode, we did rank the premiere episodes of every MCU so far, every MCU show so far. There's six of them, and Derek's still holding. And number one is WandaVision. Mine, WandaVision was always the number one. It got edged out by Moon Knight the first episode. So we'll see how we feel with the series
1: going forward. All I have to say is WandaVision, one WandaVision. Uh, I mean
0: the uh, the the way that they just did new intros every time and. The amazing couple that did the theme songs and changed it with the decades slash types
1: of shows they were doing. It's the Frozen couple. It's the couple who yeah. wrote Frozen. Yeah, I mean, catchy, powerhouse. <laughs> Let, Let it go, go. WandaVision. <laughs> they know what they're doing.
0: Oh, uh, so good. I mean, the music alone. I always have to get like WandaVision did it. They they did it so hard.
1: But listen, Moon Knight was high on my list. It was high. It was number two. Yeah, it was number two. Right? So. Yeah, I believe so. So I didn't, I didn't hate <laughs> on it. Okay,
0: it was a whole week ago. I could barely remember. We put on a uh, Instagram stories because we posted uh, our rankings, and the hilarious thing is, is that both yours and mine, we had people vote. Mm-hmm. They're like, whose list did you agree with? Both yours and I, tied for a really gring, for agreeing, but more people disagree with mine. So I don't know how to take that. Less people disagree with yours, more people disagree with mine, but the
1: same amount of Repeat, votes right agree with. <laughs> so maybe my supporters are just more vocal.
0: Maybe or mine.
1: Yeah, no, mine are more vocal because more didn't agree with mine. That's what I'm saying. So my supporters, the people who liked mine better, are more vocal to tell you that yours is wrong. Thanks. <laughs> That's just simple context clues. Yeah. I was gonna-
0: <laughs> You know Whatever. What I mean? But hey, the same amount of people liked ours, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel I, I feel like with these things, I rarely have opinions that like the general fans enjoy. But the fact that like folks enjoyed my picks, I was like, Do I know something? <laughs> well, I think it's just having one division at number one. Oh, so he said you're wrong everywhere else, but just
0: one division. No, just, I, okay. well, no, just l- kidding. Listen. I Listen. mean, you can't you can't lose with saying Wandavision. You know what I mean? It's like I felt uh, if, if it if this the
1: first one just did it for me. It edged it out just but enough. You know what though? Just to talk, let's just talk about Wandavision for a second. No, the fact that <laughs> we when, did that over a year when ago. These <laughs> new trailers of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness come out. The really the things that people are talking about mostly are the Wanda scenes.
0: Okay, okay, can I? Since we're putting pause on Moon Knight for just a smidgen, just a second, <laughs> say we're in the twilight before it gets completely dark twilight and the moon comes out. Yes. That oh. was one season ago. I love Wanda. I love Doctor Strange. I love that they're both in the same movie. I don't love that most people care about Wanda. <laughs> It's Doctor Strange's movie. Come on. Okay. But you <laughs> and also to- America Chavez isn't it. Right. Which Ugh. they're,
1: which they're burying completely. I but- feel like
0: they're just waiting to like for her to
1: have her big right. moment. I agree. I agree. They want us to see her in action yeah. in the movies because a lot of people don't know her. But like, I think you have to say though, right? So, like, out of the Avenger lineup, right? Doctor Strange mi- might not be the most well known of the Avengers. He's had fair? a movie. Okay. Fair. Right. But sure. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is that I'm I'm telling I'm agreeing with you in a sense, but I'm painting the picture of why things might be the way they are. Yeah. So right. So he's not really the most well known. I'm staying just, away from popular. Just say not the most liked. Right. Okay. Yeah. But then Wanda. Okay. Who really also as an Avenger wasn't really well known, but then her series was incredible. Yeah. So of course people are going to lean more towards Wanda.
0: Right. I mean I get it. And people are rooting for her. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just... You're such a Sour Patch kid. No, I just love Doctor Strange, and I just want more people to love him.
1: Noah's like, but guys, he was wearing sweats in Spider-Man. He's likable and Down to Earth. He wore it for five minutes, if that. <laughs> Remember when like everybody thought because he was wearing sweatpants, it really wasn't Doctor Strange? Yeah. People the, like, like variant. It's yeah, a variant. He would never wear that. It's an imposter.
0: <laughs> All right. Well... Let's just back out of this multiverse of madness because I'm sure.
1: Because
0: when Moon Knight ends, the next day, Multiverse of Madness comes out, and I guarantee you, we're going to have something to say about it.
1: So Noah, Noah got the tickets already. People, we are going.
0: I did. I waited right when they went on sale at nine Eastern time, and went furiously
1: at any movie theater
0: that would give them to
1: me. Yeah, I I think we're going to a movie theater that's like forty five minutes away. Stop. So. (laughs)
0: <laughs> anyway, spoilers ahead for the newest Moon Knight episode, episode two. Oh wait, this is your part.
1: Well, either of us can do spoiler alerts, but don't you dare step on my intro line. Go ahead. Let us officially <laughs> take a bite of Moon Knight episode two. Summon the suit. Ooh, I right. I I just love the name of the
0: episode. I didn't even know what it was about yet. I knew it had to do with the Moon Knight suit. Wink. I just love the name. I don't know why. Okay, it's just a cool like marrying of
1: three words. It's just summon the suit. It's kind of cool. Su- 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 yeah. Studio. Okay, but listen, listen, they're doing this like summon the suit, like a transformation sequence, like Sailor Moon. Okay. There's ribbons oh happening. God. It's going make it around ten minutes them into it. <laughs> I'm just saying that they sure are taking a lot of inspiration from Usagi Tsukino. Okay. It's an Egyptian god. There's mummy wrappings.
0: Mm-hmm. There's just
1: coincidences. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
0: mm-hmm. fresh off of the first moon nighting as moon night.
1: I I tried. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I would say he was moonlighting as moon night.
0: Fresh off of his first moonlighting as moon night. Gorgeous. There we go. Cool. Stephen wakes up back in his apartment. Feel like we've seen this before understandably confused about what the hell happened to him the night before. Feels very much like a hangover situation.
1: I do like that we see that his ankle contraption does indeed work, because for some reason when he wakes up, he he runs from his bed. Like, I don't know, like you have a nightmare and you just get up and you run as fast as you can away.
0: I mean, you've startled yourself when you're dreaming. It makes sense. Well, the last thing he saw was a jackal chasing after him. He, his mind thought it was still happening.
1: All right, fair. I will say <laughs> that one night in our new house, our dog Dallas barked so loudly at something. Oh my God. That I was in the living room and I don't even think I was fully awake yet.
0: No, and then you went outside and walked around with them. Well, I had to like, see
1: if someone was out there. It's like, what is happening? I'm like, I you thought got my it. husband would patrol the grounds with me, but instead he went to bed. <laughs> I was, st- I woke up, I was like, now nah, I'm good. And then I got back in bed and you were like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Steven leaves his apartment and goes into work, but we all know what happened to that museum bathroom the night before. He gets a peek at the museum security footage, and of course, there's no trace of the jackal-looking creature that attacked him. So now we know it's invisible. To cameras. right. Everything? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that like maybe they're so ancient that like, the frequency that they're at just hasn't caught up with modern technology. Whoa, that's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, so JB is like, oh, the pipes bursted. It's like, I'm sure Donna. This, I, I'm assuming she's like the floor manager, maybe the front manager. I always, I thought she was just the gift shop manager. Right. <laughs> Stephen obviously gets in trouble for this, right. or whatever. But it's like Donna's just okay. Like they're like, yeah, he single handedly destroyed this bathroom. Sinks flew off the wall and smashed. It. Like guys,
1: well. You Guys. know they don't necessarily know what happened in the bathroom. they just saw him go into the bathroom, but don't forget there's probably there probably aren't any cameras in the bathroom, so maybe he just flushed and then the pipes broke, yeah, everywhere
0: well i like I get it, but it's also like if I worked there, I'd be like, "What is happening?
1: You know, I think that we're gonna have to take a moment to mourn the loss of Donna. Because if he's not gonna be at the museum any longer, I don't think we're gonna see our girl.
0: How much you want to bet the reason why Steven got the job at the gift shop is because there's something there that they're supposed to like it all is gonna lead right back to that museum. What if Donna <laughs> is Amit? <laughs> I will Donna that. is the crocodile face <laughs> goddess. I would love this. <laughs> so of course though, Steven is not really too surprised when higher-ups. Aka cult members of Haro, of course, decide to fire him. But hey, at least they're not going to press charges. That's that's great. But he does get a severance package of a nice little pamphlet for people that he can go talk to about his erratic nature, about what's going on with him. And we also see the
1: death of the life that he loved when he hands over his name tag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So- it was
0: sad. He did look really sad. It was like, oh, that was like the the thing that he had. It was like the constant.
1: It was his joy. Yeah. Well, R.I.P. He's got dead fish. He's got R.I.P. no mom. He's... R.I.P. Yeah.
0: You know. So I was thinking about Gus. Okay. And so he died. All right. Presumably. And there's a new fish in there with two fins, two fully functioning, working fins. Mm. Do you think that? I mean, like, is Mark replacing these fish multiple times? Like, we don't know how long Stephen has been there. Because we don't know if his frame of reference of time and life is correct or his mind kind of filled in all those gaps. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But is Mark like replacing these fish constantly because he goes out on his like mercenary missions or whatever? And
1: nobody feeds.
0: Nobody feeds. him. so he just replaces the fish.
1: I guess so. And then this last time he just didn't look close enough and it only had one fin. Uh-
0: Poor okay. Gus
1: and Gus one and Gus two and Gus three and Gus. Four. Gus probably ten at this point. Who knows? Oh no! Yeah. It- Although the engineering of that tank is pretty dang cool, it's set in the middle of a bookcase. This is pretty cool. That's cool. That's a lot of books.
0: A lot. Yeah,
1: he loves
0: to study. Yeah, Egyptian Things. history. Yeah. R- what? Things? Oh, I thought you said fins. I was like, things?
1: No, not Gus. Gus. I
0: was also thinking about um, Stephen's accent because it's obviously a choice. It's obviously a choice for them to do it in the show. Mm. And we know from what we know in our Before You Watch Moon Knight episode that Mark is like the OG, I would say. And then there's the alters, being Stephen as one of the alters. And if my theory, I keep going with this, if my theory is that Whatever happened, whatever thing that made the DID really come out or begin or whatever, and then it's like that's when Stephen started, and he thinks that you know whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you? It's he's American. Mark is American. Regardless of it, he's doing a British accent of what you would think a British accent would be. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's kind of off, and it yeah. doesn't sound like the other British people that are around. So it's like an American doing a british accent
1: mm. does that make sense yeah and i also feel like he did a lot of like um bruv, bruv, this episode mm. brov, yeah bruv, bruv. which is like such a choice yeah it's it's very exaggerated yeah yeah
0: and that's why i'm i don't know i think it's i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't get it <laughs> i'm i'm it's because we're still in the introduction
1: stages well so yeah. we're waiting for that the other shoe to drop yeah, I mean, we we definitely have we don't have all of the pieces to the puzzle right now. Nope. you know, and we can kind of fill in the blanks, but we're not going to know what really happened until they just tell us. Yeah, or and show sometimes us. what we've learned in watching these Marvel shows is that we kind of sometimes give them too much credit, and then they're like, "No, you got boned. It's just British." <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, we're like, he's trying to overcompensate, and they're like. Uh, no, it's just because he lived in London. It's like Oscar Isaac just actually didn't know how to do a British accent, <laughs> so we went with it. <laughs> exactly. They're like, this is what he came to the
0: table with, so, so fine. after Stephen gets fired, he uses the key he found hidden in his apartment along with the cell phone, through which he spoke to that mysterious <laughs> Layla. Last episode, he tracks down his slash Mark's storage locker, which I want to say it's more of a storage container it's gigantic yes
1: and it also feels like an end of the world bunker there's like doomsday prepper yeah an army cot a utility light a bag full of money
0: yeah i nope. mean this is this is obviously mark's like mercenary hideout slash i'm gonna stash all my stuff and a stuff very out. shiny gun very shiny i it mean shiny. it would go with the moon knight aesthetic i'm just saying it and it also had a it's white ref- handle, and it was a silver gun, and you, it's reflective, so he can talk to his other personality. He did, he did do that in this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Speaking of the gun, the bag, and the gun, <laughs> the bag was full of incriminating things: mm? a gun, uh oh. foreign cash, yeah, a passport belonging to, wait for it, <gasps> Mark, Mark Spector, <laughs> right. a U.S. passport. He also finds the golden scarab in there. Where he finally is like, oh, that wasn't a dream last night. This is all real. So Mark went back to that storage unit at some point last night and put the scare there. But then so he also left the keys for the storage unit in the pocket. Wait, I'm just now realizing this. Like Mark obviously wanted to hide that from Steven.
1: Maybe he well, he I mean, maybe he didn't think that Steven would go to five different U oh, storage maybe. facilities. Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: He did some leg work. <laughs> so in this this sequence, so this is one of a few kind of exposition dumps or exposition showings that they do in this episode. Mark speaks to Stephen via the very reflective surfaces
1: in this storage unit. Someone fact check <laughs> if storage units have reflective They walls. don't. They're
0: usually <laughs> like that corrugated metal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying from experience poetic
1: license, <laughs> yeah
0: in- Mark insists that he relinquished control of the body, but Stephen isn't having it. <laughs> I like when he says, I don't care how bloody handsome you are, Stephen saying to himself, and he'd ask him tell me what you are, so this is the most direct introduction to Mark that we've had thus far in the show, and here are a few things that we learned about good old Mark Specter, just it. in this one conversation Mark. Was once part of a team of mercenaries who executed a group of (laughs) archaeologists. Mark serves the Egyptian god of the moon, Khonshu, as his avatar on Earth. He is tasked with protecting the vulnerable and carrying out Khonshu's justice, which he says very interestingly. He is also paying off a debt that he owes Khonshu for saving his life. Again, going back to the whole, he died. Mm -hmm. We'll find out about it in some point. Also, Mark explains that if Steven lets him carry out what Khonshu requires, he can have his body back when he finishes. He says this a few times throughout the episode, so it's interesting that there's an ending to the contract Mm. because, I mean, there's been kind of a few stories where like relinquishes power, but it's never like, do this one thing for me, and then you'll be free. It's like, no, he was kind of dead, and you gave him life, and the whole point of him being Moon Knight is because you gave him life again.
1: And I think an interesting thing that they're doing here is that they're making it seem like Mark wants the contract to end. Whereas I feel like in the comics, he, he just serves Khonshu. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. I mean, especially in the, in the more recent Moon Knight runs, it's just part of Mark and Steven and Jake and all. It's just, a part of who he is, he knows that this is his life now. He protects those who travel at night. He's that's what he is. So mm-hmm. it's not okay. Yeah. So you're right. It's like he doesn't want it to end. Yeah, really it in just the comics. is who he is. Right. Except for when he like kanchu manipulated him into destroying. The that was a while ago. It was a while ago. <laughs> but it's fine. So in this scene, we get our second Kanchu kind of scary chasing moment mm. that we did just like in the first episode. Kanchu appears and he flees from the bird skull deity. (laughs) I love this scene. This is so far really both scenes with Kanchu appearing to him in the hallway from the apartment and this time Mm -hmm. in the hallway for the storage room. These are the most horror-like moments we've gotten in these very isolated just Stephen slash Mark and Kanchu moments. So I like it. I want more, but I I don't mind it.
1: Of course, this scene would not be without talking about freeze frame g- gate. Yeah, you know when <laughs> we first watched it, I thought that our internet just froze, and then upon the second watching, I realized that it happened again. You and, it was on and purpose.
0: most people thought that they're in it, like the Disney Plus had kind of skipped or whatever. I don't mind it because I f- no, I only feel like because there are campy moments in it. I don't understand why they would go that far. It it almost felt it's like, like B movie. It's like well, B it, horror movie. It felt like older TV shows where it was like the ending of the episode, and it would kind of stop on their face, and mm-hmm. be like t- be continued, and then the credits would go. That's what that <laughs> felt like. I don't. I don't get it. But it's like also I just don't. It doesn't bother me too much, but it is noticeable. Yeah. Like I noticed it the first time and I was like, oh, that was, that was interesting. And then I noticed how many people were like, what, Why, that?
1: <laughs> what is happening? And I also think though, that you kind of bring up a good point, which is something that I think this overall episode, which is like a, a problem for me in this overall episode is Whoa. that it feels like a lot of repetition from the first episode, mm-hmm. waking up in the apartment, confused about what's going on, scary conchu in the hallway you know, still not understanding what's happening. It just feels very repetitive. And it's like, yes, we do learn some more throughout this episode, but a lot of the elements were the same. Yeah,
0: I mean, thankfully, we still have, like, a lot of runway to go before the show really... You
1: know what, I, like, two episodes, I think, um, is,
0: like, the max of, like, if you have six episodes to, like, okay, we've been introduced, yeah. now let's really get Cause into we're, it.
1: Because we're a third through this uh, six-episode event. We still have four hours of this show,
0: probably more, because we have no idea how long the last two episode runtimes are. I'm just saying. Four hours each. Oh, God. <laughs> Good morning. I mean, I would I would watch it. Of course you would. Yeah, I absolutely would. So this brings us to the new character introduced in the episode. Oh, my God. Indigestion. I had a hiccup. I had a giant burrito before Ooh. this, so it's very much like... That enchilada style's coming up, baby. (laughs) So Layla rescues Steven from the storage unit where Conchie was chasing him yet again and returns him to his flat. On a Vespa. On a Vespa. Very awkward conversation. In this, we find out that it's Mark's wife. (laughs) Question mark, exclamation point. To my my knowledge, he's never been married in the comics. He's had an on-again, off-again relationship with a particular
1: woman. Missy. But... Missy was that her name? Like Missy or something like
0: that. Yeah, that's like that was like a very like one time thing. I'm talking about like the archeologic archeo, archeo- archeologists. Oh my god, archeologists. I'm thinking of like archival stuff, and also an archeologist. See, I just said it. That's fine. Great. <laughs> that burrito did you dirty, boo? <laughs> I'm Damn. thinking of the daughter, <laughs> Marlene. From... Marlene, that's her right. Name. She is throughout the comics is kind of right. Ben, the i was like what <laughs> did he call her missy i i think i read missy once <laughs> or maybe it was frenchy calling her missy oh maybe when you know, read those comics, early comics were a lot they they call women very interesting names like sweetie and honey oh and my favorite
1: like, is still when they were thinking of the name of the avengers and they were like shut up wasp you woman oh uh, yeah why com- don't you go do your makeup no they say, comma, woman.' <laughs> Terrible,
0: <laughs> so terrible, it's so bad. On that little Vespa journey, whenever she did mention that she was his wife, did you see how sad or how, no, not sad, happy?
1: steven's face was
0: because he knows he can never hold a relationship, and he's like, "I'm already married."
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? This episode truly shows that poor Stephen is just a bumbling fool. Man, he just wants to have a normal life, and he can't. He tries. He tries. She, I,
0: I want to say that this character, so who is Layla? Again, she does not exist in the comics. I do feel like she's like a new character, but based off of the Marlene yeah, character. So, you know, I, I think it's fine. No. I, I don't think Marlene really wasn't that big of a deal. And she really hasn't been in the comics for a very long time. So I'm all for it. It's not like a Mary Jane or a Lois Lane. You know, where it's like, that's a titular well,
1: love interest to the character. She, I mean, she is around. She's in the first ones. And then is it, what's the one, is it Lemire's run when he's in the mental hospital, when he's being held captive there? Yeah. No, she's
0: around. Yeah, she's just not always he saves- his love interest. Uh, she's a supporting character to mm-hmm. him, but she's not always a love interest. Mm-hmm. It's very on and off. It's not. It's like you kind of want to, again, it wouldn't be a Lois Lane or a Mary Jane. It's just not synonymous with the character. It could be. Lois
1: Lane, Mary Jane, Marlene. It doesn't rhyme, so it can't be.
0: (laughs) I was like, is there a song with both of their names in it? There is now. No, there's not. It is interesting, too, that Layla knows that her husband, maybe soon to be ex-husband, is a vigilante hero with a magic suit, but doesn't know about his D.I.D., so that's interesting.
1: Well, she only knows Mark. Well, right, and his Sailor Moon-like capabilities. But if ignoring, if <laughs> that, I'm
0: just, I'm just trying to figure out the timeline. I'm trying to figure out when Steven started, or if he always started. Do you know what I mean? Because they went on adventures. They were hunting for the golden scarab together. Mm. You would think at some point, it would be like, "Who's Stephen?" Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't until he left Layla and is now in this flat and is in London and has his gift shop job where Steven is the one that's piloting the body the whole time. That's why I'm trying to figure it out because he was Moon Knight with her. So it wasn't like, oh, he became Moon Knight and then the right. DID came about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just trying to like pinpoint all that, not that it really matters, but it's like
1: it's well, an interesting way to tell the story. Yeah, I think as viewers, we want to know a timeline and know when things happen. So I understand you trying to figure it out. I don't know if we're going to get any answers, but I appreciate you trying to uh, piece it together. Thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this episode does set out to do and to tell us very specific things to kind of get them out of the way to move along the story, and that's why I give this episode mostly a pass for what you were saying about how it feels a little repetitive from the last one, just because they're just getting the story out mm-hmm. and trying to make it as entertaining as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark stressed relationship with Layla subverts one of the most tiresome tropes. I have to point this out. I'm just talking about Layla for a little bit because I like her so far, but I do think it's interesting that again, she knows about Moon Knight. She's not a Mary Jane. She's not a Lois Lane. where the guy hid his superhero identity to protect the damsel blah, 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 in distress. It's not like that at all. So she already knows all that. She's not in the dark. The only thing she's in the dark about is Steven. Yeah, I but mean, also it, Steven is in the dark about everything else.
1: It feels like she's gone on adventures with him. She's been on digs. They've been they've done stuff together. So she's a part of his life. A very big part of his life. Right. Right.
0: I I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a, it was a cool departure from what we usually see in these superhero type things with the supermans and the Spidermans and the batmans and all of that stuff. It's not all the Mans. Yeah. It's not hiding that. So be that that this scene with Layla and Steven, I always want to say Mark in his flat, there was kind of a sweet moment when he starts reciting this French poetry and stuff, but he's like, this person's my favorite. She's like, it's my favorite. I'm like, Ooh, sweet moment.
1: Ended real quick. Yeah, and you, but it's like, is he just like is Stephen this personality of Stephen just borrowing pieces from other people to be created to deal with whatever trauma That's that Mark what has I'm gone through?
0: saying. I'm trying to figure
1: it out. And we also learn that he says that this is my mom's flat. Yeah, and so it's like, oh, the mom he's always talking to. But then she says to him, "Oh, you guys like are talking again." <sighs> so who is he talking to when he's leaving those messages? I mean, he could be
0: talking, and I put that in quotes, but it's always the voicemail. So maybe he's actually not like he is calling his mom, but she's like, I'm not talking to you because you didn't come to Thanksgiving dinner.
1: I <laughs> feel like there is another phone buried deeper in his wall. That is the quote unquote mom phone that Mark put there. That's so he's just so calling sad. another Mark it's burner phone. so sad. I don't like that. It's so sad. I
0: did what I was curious. So anytime in any type of Marvel or whatever property where they say something in a different language where they don't translate. And it's very like a quick thing, but it's a specific piece of literature or whatever. I'm always curious what it is. So I did kind of look it up. Mm. So the, the poem is called a part. That's the English translation to it. Mm-hmm. And the lines that they say translates to do not write. I am sad. And I would like to turn off beautiful summers without you are like nights with no torch. It's dis- it's pretty depressing about a cell phone also romantic <laughs> and relevant <laughs> but yeah i i think it's it's because inter- it's like mark's mark kind of has that desire to turn off like he doesn't want to do this anymore but he knows he has to do it. i don't know i thought it was interesting i i always like i'm i'm trying to like why did they pick that thing it's like oh it does make sense to what's going on maybe there's a deeper meaning under it
1: yeah oh, okay so wait let's let's try and build the backstory here so maybe mark marries layla before he's moon knight right then layla just thinks he goes on a job where he's a mercenary but she doesn't know that and he gets killed comes back as conchu then they're doing things and he's Kanchu, and then something else major happens and then steven comes around you mean he's moon knight That's what I meant, yeah. Okay, I was like, well,
0: I would be freaked out if you came back and you had a bird head. Well, I
1: mean, he talks to a bird guy and (laughs) has magical suit that he can summon, So, but she seems pretty chill with it. But, you know, it's like, I I wonder, like, if Mark was already Moon Knight, would he then marry Layla? I feel like he married Layla before that stuff happened. I don't know if it would be as complicated
0: for him to fall in love with somebody. If it was Mark and Moon Knight and Conchu and not Mark, Moon Knight, Conchu, and Steven and Mr. Knight, and maybe possibly Jake Lockley. Mm. You know what? It, so maybe it just got more complicated, but it, there, it seems like there is something that happened. Something happened to make Mark not want Layla involved anymore. And maybe it is that. Maybe he that's when he became Moon Knight. Maybe that, but she knew about it. So it's so interesting. We have to find out in this next couple episodes. They there has better to be flash- piece it together. Yeah, there has to be flashbacky type scenes with Layla. All this, st- all this kind of interesting stuff. She also brings divorce papers, so hey. we know that Mark filed for divorce. So again, he wants to distance her from Khanu's journeys that he's on. And of course. Stephen's upset about that. He's no, like, "Oh,
1: Stephen wants would, is the love. I
0: would never divorce you." It's like, "Okay, chill just a little bit, Stephen. You've known her maybe 15 minutes." He's like, "You speak French? I
1: speak French. <laughs> we both have the same favorite poet. <laughs> yeah. We wrote on a Vespa together. <laughs> we have to stay together forever."
0: <laughs> During the scene Mark keeps appearing in him and to him in reflective surfaces, I will say that London and this entire show has so many reflective surfaces. It is fine. Because that's how you have to talk to each other, but...
1: But is it... Yes, it's fine. Is it, can just, it just be on any wall? Can it just no, be in his what? mind? Why does it have to be in a reflection?
0: I actually it's like... It's not called mirror night. I like the reflection more than if it was... There's been so many times where somebody's like talking to themselves, but there's like a physical embodiment of them. I like that better. I like the reflections better than like a
1: physical astral projection of themselves. Sure, but this is just making him be need to be near reflective surfaces at all times. I will say that they
0: <laughs> did find some creative reflective surfaces, like a shiny gun.
1: A shiny gun. <laughs> yeah. The shiny inside of a storage <laughs> facility. Tin foil. Well, <laughs> His <laughs>
0: lunch. As the, the conversation kind of goes a certain way, and Steven seems to be upset that Mark would ever divorce Layla, Mark starts demanding control of the body. Don't get Layla involved. Don't get into it. Don't share the golden scarab. I think this is another interesting way that they're showing DID in that how he's battling with himself, battling with his different alters, his identities, and doing something as simple as talking to somebody that is your wife.
1: You know, something I've been thinking about is what do folks with DID think of this depiction of DID in this show? From what I've seen,
0: I've done light research, yeah. So do not quote me on this. From what I've seen from professionals and stuff, or people that know people with DID, they say that it is a good representation so far because they're not they're not necessarily like making a joke out of it, making it campy. There's signs that I guess how Oscar Isaac talks or Mm -hmm. reacts to that type of stuff where it's pretty true Mm. to that. So I think the verdict will fully be out when we see the extent of it. Mm -hmm. I know there's that stupid, and I'm saying stupid, and usually I don't like to call, no, that's not true. This is a very stupid theory that some people are out there saying and they're trying to spread. I will say if you listen to us, with just believe that I, I, I really believe that Marvel wouldn't do this. There's a theory that people are saying that Mark, the body, is able to hold multiple variants inside of it, So from different earths, so like the whole Loki thing or whatever. And anytime an alter comes in, it's just switching between the variants or different realities or whatever. I don't think that they would put a character like this with D.A.D. and them talking about on the press tours and how Oscar Isaac is like, this is a character study. I don't think they would do that because that would be very cheap.
1: Like, yeah. they would just make a whole new character in that That feels aspect. like a jumping the shark moment if right. they did
0: that. If they did that, which I do not think they will, I hope they don't. Many people have seen the first four episodes, and if that would have happened, I'm sure we would have heard about Mm-mm. it. It would be very bad yeah. for everybody involved in this. And I don't think Oscar Isaac would do that. Oscar. I don't think he would. He's smarter than that. Don't do it. Poe. Poe Damoran. Poe ran you. You. Yeah. <laughs> you Poe. <furry> what? <laughs> Poop head. There's no other puns with this name. <laughs> I think we've exhausted them. <laughs> I thought you were going to do a pun with exhausted. But... I was going to try to do a moon pun with Poe, but I don't. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Mm-mm. We don't know. So in
0: this conversation, again, we do find out that they did go. They were hunting for the Golden Scarab. They've been on plenty of ventures together. And just like the HR guy at the museum, there's more Arthur Harrow people that come knocking on the door and interrupt his conversation. He's got a lot of friends in the authorities. Apparently, there's a lot. There's quite a bit. And I, I mean, how long has he been operating slash walking around with glass in his sandals <laughs> and talking like a very bad Batman impersonator? Yeah. That he has this much influence over these people, but... You know, bringing whole communities together. We've seen cults in real life do crazy things, so I guess no, it's it's growing not too tomatoes. Growing <laughs>
1: tomatoes.
0: And what, like this whole episode? I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think the way that they're doing the storytelling is an interesting way because it's like Mark into Steven's life builds on Moon Knight's growing mystery and heightens it. But I'm just curious how long we're going to have to be with Steven in the dark, just like he is, to really be like within the whole universe. And I'm
1: hoping this is the last time. I think so. I think we got a solid two episodes of Steven being confused. We can't do any (laughs) more. Right. I mean, and hopefully maybe Steven or
0: depending on what happened to that alters whatever, maybe that will come to light and we'll maybe fix some things or fill in some gaps for us and also Steven. So detectives Fitzgerald and Kennedy, those are their names, by the way. <laughs> oh, who both work for her reveal to Stephen that Mark is an international fugitive, a mercenary whose team raided a dig site in Egypt and executed the archaeologist. Ar-
1: oh my god,
0: archaeologist.
1: Words I, are hard. I keep wanting to add more. Freaking. I want to hear all of the things you want to add. Archaeologicalist. <laughs> <laughs> So. It's like
0: the thing and the person's profession I'm trying to I mean to put if you in. said it I would be like, yeah. No.
1: Yeah. No. I <laughs> no, I know. I don't like
0: that.
1: <laughs> so he's bad.
0: Yeah, and so I mean, <laughs> this is this is what, this is the interesting part about this is that in lay this conversation and this, it very much seems that Mark outside of his mercenary skills, he doesn't have the power unless he has the suit does that make sense yeah a strength and yeah right as opposed to moon knight being just mark always has it and the suit was just something he stole off of a statue in the temple mm. so it wasn't necessarily the suit that gave him the powers it was
1: it's a very transformation moment
0: yeah yeah so welcome to harrow's town
1: <laughs> come
0: on guys T- too soon
1: no i this <laughs> What? So they- so just north of London lies a little town where people leave their doors unlocked and Ethan Hawke leads a cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do have to say, I don't know how far they drove
0: out of London. But this is obviously where, because you were confused with everybody else when Ethan Hawke, without any words, introduces himself with putting glass in his shoes. Mm-hmm. But he walks out of this building, which we saw. Right. In this town. With those, like, crescent moon Which walls. is European, because they're in Europe,
1: but I guess he was there, and it's like, what? Yeah, and I just am confused. Does he have multiple complexes? Because in the first episode, uh, Stephen wakes up in a place that looks like the Alps. Because he's in the Alps. But all the cult members are also there but then they're also living in this other place just outside of London. Well, that's what I'm saying. He has multiple compounds.
0: He also has multiple followers. So, how long has he been in operation unless Amit has just been influencing people? But we found out in this conversation that it's like he's her first avatar. I don't know. <laughs> He seems a little old. He could be have done it for a while,
1: well, no we we all know that we can never forgive the hair or whatever they're trying to do with that look, and also the voice, why the voice ethan Hawk? he's menacing. He sounds like <laughs> Devin Banks from Thirty Rock, but oh my God, <laughs> just like really
0: bad. well, like, yeah, y- also, y- yeah, y- it's, y- it's not great,
1: <laughs> and then also in this scene, him trying to speak Chinese and also use like a spanish accent when he says victor that's i don't great. remember the victor part i remember
0: no that's when he said he's very funny yeah yeah i mean they, he said they have to learn three languages i guess that, <laughs> that's a requirement to be within the cult well you have to be able to go all over the world and get more followers for honor. yeah <laughs> so haro tries to win over steven in a way and drown out Kanchu during this whole walkabout in his his compound village and Trying to get him on his side and really trying to figure out what is going on with Steven. Haro reveals that he was Kanchu's former avatar. I don't believe that, but whatever. And that Kanchu has been banished by the other gods. Alas, Haro does tip his hand a little bit through these exposition dumps slash catching up slash conversations. Explaining to Steven that the scarab is a compass leading to Ahmet's tomb. And that he and the rest of Ahmet's devout follow- followers intend to bring her back to life. So that's th- that's his goal. Just yeah. like most villains, if you give them enough time, if you get him on your side, they'll talk and they'll tell you their whole plan. Mm-hmm. He showed him his hand. That's what his point was, which I guess we kind of thought we knew already, but maybe it just wasn't explicitly said. Right. Yeah. We knew it. We yeah. knew it. So I-, I did like how, from Haro's perspective in this scene, how we- he sees the conflict or how he sees Kanchu and Amit. And he says, Kanchu punishes those who have already walked an evil path, which is true. His retribution comes too late, which is, I don't think is (laughs) true. By the time his fist of vengeance arrives, people have already suffered. Ahmet knows this too well. She tears evil up from the root, casting a judgment before evil is done. And that's why they must resurrect her. I very much like Stephen was very concerned by that sentiment because I mean, Like he said, that does mean killing children. Yeah, That does mean killing people over thoughts that you might have had. Everybody has had bad thoughts. Yeah, he admits he wanted to kill Donna.
1: Yeah, I mean, who hasn't had bad thoughts? You know, it's interesting. It's kind of like it's it's two prongs of the same branch, in a sense, where, like, Kanchu is like, I'm the fist of justice. I bring justice. And Amit's like, I kill evil before it's evil. It's like... It's They're, Minority Report. That's exactly. They're on the same mission, but like they just do it differently. Like one waits until the evil happens and the other one doesn't. At birth. Right. Just exactly. Test them now. So, but yeah, it's definitely Minority Report. And it's this, this, this philosophical conversation that they're having is the entire plot of Minority Report.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that, that's very true. Where's Tom Cruise?
1: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean He's Ethan Hawke.
0: If there was a 7 degrees of Kevin Bacon, we could very much connect Tom Cruise to this just through Ke- Ethan Hawke. I was going to say Kevin Bacon, which mm. looks a lot like Ethan Hawke now. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Oh, we found that out. <laughs> but I did like in this line where once you know, it seems that like he doesn't have the golden scarab on him and he's not able to just easily hand it up. You see Haro kind of get a little frustrated and he was like, he's like, you know, hand it over, Steven, hand it over, Steven. And you see all of his members start standing up because they're obviously about to either fight or overpower Steven. But I did like that Steven in his conversation with him. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa." You know, I draw the line at child murder. (laughs) Yeah. Which is great. I love that we know
1: Steven's Line. Stephen So as the Scarab is the compass to Amit's tomb, Stephen is the moral compass of the Moon Knight family.
0: Well speaking speaking of moral morality, I think that this is the moral debate of the entire show. What we just talked about. Minority report, you know, taking out evil before it even starts, or waiting until something is acted upon to then have proper justice. I feel like this that is the moral debate. Through the entire thing.
1: Are you team Crocodile Face or are you team Bird Face? Team Kanchu, team Amit. I mean, I like the name Amit better.
0: And, I don't know, at least he's not killing children. So, that's good.
1: Yeah. And also... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, kanchu is... kanchu is also, like, sort of funny in this depiction. Like, I like when... He, when Stephen first gets out of the car and is talking to Arthur, and he's just going, "Kill him!" Yeah, like what does he say? He says like, "Crushes, wind crushes pipe. Windpipe. crushes twin windpipe. It's pretty funny. It is. Funny. Uh, I like it. That's
0: why. Like, I, I think I'm. Uh, I had I'm team comedy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had expectations, bec- especially because of the trailer and everything, that it was going to be a little more supernatural or real thriller, supernaturally. Thriller. Thrilling. Like, thrilling. Thrilling supernatural. That's why it was. Con- why do I do this? Why do I try to make up words where there's already words of the word I'm trying to make up? I
1: think you're excited. I am. It just takes the over like your body. It's my brain
0: moves faster than my mouth, and then my mouth just makes up words that my brain doesn't know what's happening.
1: Fair. That happens. Ow, I hit myself.
0: <laughs> i falling apart over there. Yeah. But anyway, I I, I I thought it was going to be a certain tone. And they do have that tone in this. And I feel like it's going to maybe change as it goes along. But the like humor, the very few times it has has had humor, and the kind of campiness of it does throw me off a bit. I like it, like that moment where
1: it's like crossers my pipe. It's like what? I feel like what? the campiness mainly comes from Konchu. Also, st-
0: yeah, that's true. And you know? Steven, when he's in a very weird predicament,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he- Haro asks Steven if Konchu chooses him as an avatar. Because of it, his mind is so easy to break, or it was already broken. Oh, and too Stephen, far. And Steven says, I'm not broken. I was like, oh my god, Arthur is a
1: bad dude. Yeah, he's manipulative he's as
0: He's showing his hands so... He's trying to be like that cool mayor, but then he's also like a kingpin.
1: He's literally terrible. a cult leader. Right. And
0: he like presents himself as a sympathetic villain, which we've seen plenty of times in the MCU. But just saying so like i mean he's doing murder gentrification stigmatizing mental illness he's a bad guy
1: bad man bad arthur i don't like he's a lentil pusher i don't like it he's a glass stepper oh that's he makes them watch weird films of dolphins and flamingos and hummingbirds that could be david attenborough's Planet. Why are you sticking up? Why are you sticking up? Because I, I, I—that is not too far from what I would be watching at night. <laughs> I don't, but I didn't think there's any narrative. I think it was just weird hypnotizing <laughs> nature films.
0: It's like weird subliminal messaging. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> in this scene, when things start getting a little hairy,
1: including I'm... his windblown hair. <laughs> oh my God, God. He has a Beyonce fan on him at all times. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me introduce this character in the scene, and then we can talk about that. Layla dramatically enters into the room while holding the golden scarab high above her head. She willingly tells everybody, I, I'm here. This is the thing that you're looking for. I, I don't, why was she there? Did she want answers? Was she trying to protect Steven? Does she not? But she doesn't even fully believe that Steven exists. It's very odd, I don't know why this character would do that, and I'm kind of hesitant to fully believe her.
1: Mm, keeping an eye on that one. I don't know, yeah, I mean, I hope she was doing something because the the flourish of her holding that scarab above her head and winding it down to her face and announcing that it was there was just too much.
0: that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why she would do that. She went on missions with Mark to find it. Obviously, dangerous missions. She said we fought to find it. Why would she so willingly,
1: I don't know, advertise Okay, so wait. Now, okay, we have another... (laughs) Wait, wait. We have another sort of theory happening here that maybe... So... On the cane of Amit, Uh there are two crocodile heads. Two avatars? Two avatars. Mm. Maybe she's working for Amit.
0: I really maybe think that she's actually the avatar of Amit Mm -hmm. and Arthur's just a pawn. Mm -hmm. I could see that. I don't. I I kind of hope it's not that way because. I kind kind of do. It's heartbreaking for Mark slash Steven and Layla. (laughs) You know, I don't know. Layla's really evil. No, I don't want that. But in this scene, when she does announce it, for some reason, then also summons just wind around Ethan Hawke's hair. The
1: just very, the hair.
0: The wispy
1: strands of hair are blowing. Nobody else's hair is blowing. I was just going to say, I looked no. at everyone else in the room. There was at least 30 people in the well, room. It also goes to Layla and Steven. No other no wind. It- no one else's hair was moving. It's the power of Ahmet. Okay. <laughs> Weird choice guys, weird choice. <laughs> it was dramatic. Stop bringing more the, attention to the hair. The
0: entire scene was very dramatic. I didn't mind it, but it was also very confusing.
1: It was like playing on like the mummy movies. Yeah. Like that level of like camp action. Yeah, right.
0: And I I don't mind it, I just don't expect it. But what You know what I mean? Okay,
1: so we 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 keep saying or they keep saying the world keeps saying this is a tonal shift But what is the tone that they're shifting to? Maturity. (laughs) Maturity. The blood. I didn't see no blood in this episode. (laughs) There was. There was sand. There was blood. Was there blood? No. There was pratfalls and comedy. There was almost a curse word. (laughs) Where's that? How
0: about that? Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. I mean, I think the tonal shift is definitely like matured. Yeah, but I don't. Definitely saw in the first one, not this one. I don't know. I guess we'll see. So Arthur then attacks with his men and yet another jackal, Layla, Mark, and Kanchu beg Stephen to summon the suit. Summon the suit, Mark. No, not Mark. Stephen. You <laughs> keep getting them confused. I mean, of all
1: of all beings, Khonshu should know that he can't summon the suit.
0: Well, he should. I don't know. Mark <laughs> should be. I don't know. It's happened every other time, but Stephen is very much wanting to hold on to control here. Yeah. Layla does say, before he does eventually summon the suit, she calls him Steven. She's like, Steven, you can do this. So maybe she's... You know what she said? She said... Ooh. I keep hitting my knuckles on
1: the table. Hang on. Guys. She said, <laughs> Steven, believe in yourself. You can summon the suit There's no other words to that song.
0: There's no other words to that song.
1: I just added them. You can't. You can tailor it to anything that you're watching or wanting. You can tailor it to anyone you want
0: to believe in themselves. Guys, just for backstory (laughs) with that, I know you've heard him sing that a few times on this podcast. And when he (laughs) does do it, you hear me go, every time he does it. Because. (laughs) He hates it. But the reason why is usually when you sing it, I'm already frustrated at the task that I'm doing. So like either trying to install something or trying to fix something or whatever. And you say, believe in yourself. And I'm like, that's not helping.
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to help. I know. <laughs> and I want to give you a little boost. So I just want to tell you to believe in yourself.
0: So Stephen gets <laughs> knocked out of the window. And at the last possible thought, At last
1: possible at <laughs> <laughs>
0: uncaught Joms. <laughs> Stephen is <Uncaught> falling <laughs> is falling to his death he summons the suit just not the one that anybody was expecting what instead of landing on his feet wearing the ceremonial armor of Khonshu's temple Stephen transforms into the psycho Colonel Sanders best line of the entire thing <laughs> Mark characterizes his body mate's badass form I, like, I thought it was a very funny line I liked it while Stephen's new look has yet To receive a name we all know, and if you did listen to her before you watch Moon Knight, you know that this is Mister Knight. This is well, this is the suit, (laughs) right? That's a very good point of Mister Knight. And before we talk about the show's liberties on the character, I just want to do a a brief, tiny, itty bitty little reminder of Mister Knight on the page. Mister Knight is another author who is the detective. And I put that in quotes. He's very much the face, the public figure. Also, in a way like Batman, he's just more calculated and he can just detect things. Matter. <laughs> he's better at putting pieces together. Each one of his alters typically brings a different skill to the table. And that's Mr. Knight's skill that he brings to the table. So mm-hmm. it's almost like a whole superhero team shares one body. Just think about that's how Moon Knight is kind oh, of Oh, that's fun. I gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. So... <laughs> In an intriguing invention to the TV series, Mister Knight is essentially Steven's superhero identity. Yeah, while and he, Moon Knight is Marks, and he's like a goofball. Well, I think the only thing, and I, 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 think, it's it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. It's, I think it's fine. It's fine. I had, I had, you know, you're expecting something like you know this is the character. The poster for Mister Knight is so kind of like
1: confident it's confident it's brooding and in this depiction he's like put him up put him up
0: right and it's not steven the only thing i will say is that if this is steven's superhero identity if this is the way they're going to do it it would make sense for steven to be a little more confident for him to act a little differently it's almost like how clark acts differently than superman does Mm -hmm. I doubt i i the only thing that I will say against that is that it is an alter it is an identity in the comic,
1: so right essentially it's kind of like erasing a character and also so this is like the second character that they've completely rewritten. Steven's completely different than what Steven's supposed to be, right, and now Mr. Knight is completely different from yeah. what Mr. Knight is supposed to be, and from what we know, we don't think that Jack is in this,
0: but i I looked at. After we watched this episode, I looked at those character posters that came out with, mm-hmm. and there's one where everybody assumed it was Steven. I don't know if that's Steven. I think it might be Jake hmm. because he has he has like this hoodie on, he has it on, and he has like this big watch. Oh yeah, 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 and stuff. So I'm like, the more I look at, it, I'm like, is this Jake? Yeah. Are we going to get another one? Which is fine. I mean, I mean, introduce all of his alters. That's what this character right. is. I don't know. I want to reserve judgment for Mr. Knight until we fully see it. Some people have said, well, maybe Mr. Knight hasn't fully developed yet. And this is like seeing his identity being born or made or something like that. Which, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly how that works. But could be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I just think that... I just hope they're not afraid to introduce more identities slash alters. Right. Because it's too many. They're just going to be like... No, Mark is Mark, and then he turns into Moon Knight to be a superhero. And Steven, Steven is Steven, Steven, and he yeah. turns into Mr. Knight to be a superhero. And it's like... But kind of the whole intriguing and the, the storylines and how he deals with everything is because there's four or five different alters inside of him. So you know, Absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm with you. So anyway, Mr. Knight's debut fight provides a very pretty ridiculous visual... Thanks to the commitment to rendering the jackal as invisible, because only Steven slash Mister Knight at this
1: time can see the jackal. <laughs> yeah, not even Layla can see the jackal. I think it. I think it has something to do with if you are an avatar, like if you have the the powers of one of the gods in you, then you can see the other beings. Sort well, of thing.
0: It is. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I. It could be that it could be like Harry Potter where like the Thestrals where Mm -hmm. you had to have seen death or die to see them. Or since it's not exactly clear what powers Moon Knight even has, there's some instances where he can see things that aren't there. And I'm not talking about like he's hallucinating. He can see like there's one, I think it's Jed McKay, where he literally fought like an army of green ghosts that weren't actually there, but they were there. Mm hmm. So I, I don't know, it's kinda of hard to tell. But we know it's real. I mean the the jackal is there. It's just right, literally right. invisible because yeah. it picks Layla up by the leg and So it exists. Right, it's there. It's just invisible for some yeah. reason. I don't I don't know why. I don't know if Um what's his name? Oh my god. Arthur? Arthur.
1: Jeez Louise. I don't know if his people can see it. I feel like Arthur can see it though. Right, but can his people? Yeah, see and it? there's also a piece of me that thinks like, okay, so if Arthur is tied to Amit it means that he has some like godly powers in him so he can see the jackal just the staff which makes me think though that he can also see kanshu and so he can really hear everything that kanshu is saying and that's, and that's why, why he's why able he said to it. right that's why he's able to manipulate i don't trust Steven for a second moments. that
0: arthur was his avatar before yeah. him i don't trust that but i i just think he's just trying to
1: yeah but then what why See, didn't you hit your knuckle too man we're just we're just hitting knuckles all night tonight <laughs> we're just real angry and passionate um i don't know then why didn't like oh, why didn't conchu the god say no he wasn't <laughs> oh good point you know like he can hear everything like
0: he wasn't afraid to tell him to crush his windpipe right. but he's completely silent whenever <laughs> i don't know weird i mean maybe he just <gasps> wasn't there at the moment I don't. he was busy
1: See, they need us in the writer's room to ask these questions so they can fill in the blanks. (laughs) They don't need us anywhere near the writer's room. (laughs) Hey, I do not agree with that. I'd be great. Marvel, bring me in.
0: (laughs) We bring him in. Don't
1: bring me in. I'll I'll be a good story editor because I'll be like, wait, why? And they'll be like, just shut up, Derek.
0: (laughs) They're like, that's literally not how TV shows (laughs) and movies work. And you're like, no, we need... Fifteen episodes. It's continuity. We need it all to fit together. (laughs) So, (laughs) In this fight, we hear Mark, after he gets his butt kicked, even as Mr. Knight, Stephen as Mr. Knight, and he has super strength at this point, gets his butt kicked, and Stephen finally gives up control to Mark to let him be Moon Knight and do his thing. Which, I mean, this whole transformation scene with him on the bus, and then he as he turns, He turns into Moon Knight. We've seen it in the trailer. We've seen plenty of GIFs of it. It gets better every time I see it. It's just so cool. This is also like really the first time in this episode that we see Mark as Mark. We see him as a person Mm -hmm. in this one. So it's very interesting. I feel like we're going to be with Mark for a minute. Which I hope so. At least two episodes. And then we get two other episodes with
1: Jack. Jake. Poor Steven <laughs> believed in himself for a little bit there and he thought he could do it. Man, but he couldn't. Man, Moon Knight leads the Jackal across the rooftops
0: to do to a more secluded area. I loved this scene so much. So much like the comics, Moon Knight on the rooftops, you know, jumping over stuff, running across bridges with the moonlight. It looked so cool. There was a really cool, did you notice when he was running on top of the roof where there was a reflective surface you saw Mr. Knight as his reflection. Oh, no, that is cool. That was pretty cool. Mm. That's cool. He was in his Moon Knight form, so therefore, Stephen was in his Mr. Knight form. Right, right. That's kind of cool. I like that. He kills the jackal by impaling it on a tiny little, tiny little steeple. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what that thing was. What was it? It had mirrors at the bottom of yeah,
1: it. Yeah, see, again, <laughs> we're stretching here. We're trying to find mirrors, I so there's know. a pointy thing I don't with know. mirrors at the bottom. Well, they needed it
0: for this next conversation.
1: Well, if we didn't rely so much on mirrors, then we wouldn't have needed it. (laughs) that's fine. Mm -hmm. I like it visually.
0: It just looks more convincing. The placement and the quantity of mirrors isn't, but the looks. The next time we go to London, we're going to be so surprised at the amount of mirrors that are everywhere. You know, I went to London. I was there for four days. Don't remember a mirror once.
1: I've been to London three times. I never really remember a mirror. Not even any, in the hotel room. Hey, if we have <laughs> if we have any listeners in London, um, are there can a you, lot of mirrors around? Can you count how many mirrors you see today? Comment below. And comment below. How many? By the way, nobody has video or photograph commented below. I'm just saying.
0: Why? What did we tell them to do?
1: We asked them for if they could do the thing with their knuckles to send us a video. Oh, of it
0: and... I mean, it's okay. You don't need to. I'm
1: just, I'm just saying. Kind of weirds me out. <laughs> I mean, saying. if you can do that, you're beautiful. And so this your is hands. exactly what you said in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> you literally said the exact same thing. At
0: least I'm consistent.
1: <laughs> anyway, anyway, count the mirrors. Thank you. The
0: conversation between Mark and Stephen in this moment is intense. Mm. And again, another interesting look at how the altars are when somebody else is in control. Stephen doesn't like it.
1: No, he's like, you, can't, you can not barely breathe. Yeah, even though
0: I'm not annoyed at Stephen, I, I want to see the Mark. I want to see the Moon Knight. Yeah. For the Moon Knight show. I want to see the character that I've read for years. This Stephen has, you know, he's a special place. He's like, you can't help but feel bad for him. And especially when he's describing what it feels like to not be in control and that he doesn't like it in there. He can't breathe. It just, it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And Mark is like, yeah, I know. <laughs> You're going to take all your willpower just to be in the reflection, but he did say an interesting thing that somehow Stephen was able to shield Mark. He was able he to put really up a wall, right? So yeah. it's interesting. Again, the plot thickens. I know we're going to get answers. We better get answers because this is an event. This is not a season two thing. This is an event. Yeah, give me the entire story. I beg of you.
1: We're hoping. <laughs> we're really hoping.
0: <laughs> Mark promises Steven that when he is done serving Kanchu and he has paid his debts, he will go away and let him take over, which is quite dark. It's like Mark is like, okay, I'm just going to He's going to finally fade. acquiesce. Yeah. Right, which is sad. Mark also explains that Kanchu has chosen Layla as his next avatar. Very weird. And that's the reason for distancing himself and trying to keep things from her. He doesn't want her to be indebted to Kanchu like he has been indebted to Kanchu. I get it. It's an act of love. That's why the divorce thing happened. That's why he went off the grid. Maybe that's why Steven is there. He's just trying to separate himself altogether. Mm-hmm. Only, Only time will tell. They argue a little bit more. He starts smashing the mirrors. This is where he almost said the word fuck. <gasps> it, was like, it was like and he smashed the mirror so it was like it wasn't the full word but I'm like y'all talked about the tonal shift. You could say the word fuck. Do you want me to bring up the scene that is in with Frank Castle the Punisher and also,
1: Daredevil, where fuck is thrown around like 50 times. <laughs> Listen, if I have to put my pin into Disney Plus to watch stuff, you guys better drop some oh that bombs. Yeah. Just one. Just one. Not on Moon Knight. Yeah. Not <laughs> on Mark's watch. These
0: these intense scenes are where Oscar Isaac shines. Yeah. In the moonlight.
1: In the moonlight. <laughs> I, I was. With it. You.
0: But that's where he shines. This is we've known this actor and we know that he is great at playing. Complicated, intense, very high emotion scenes, and this is what I, I, I this is what I hoped for for him to do. i love that he's delivering on it. Kanju has a talking to with Mark at this point, and he says, "You were a corpse when I found you." <laughs> so we know it's pretty much confirmed that he did die. Yeah. So the original origin story is still intact here. He did mm-hmm. die, and Kanju gave him life again. With the Scarab gone and now in Hara's hands, Mark and Kanju have to get going. With Stephen in tow to where it all began. Egypt. Seeing Stephen upset in the mirror when we flash to Mark and Stephen in Egypt. He's in the mirror and he looks very upset. And Stephen's like, I got a job to do. I'm sorry. No, no. no Mark. Mark. It's See, guys. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to point out this last, very last scene that we see. You know what's different about this scene? how Egypt looks mm. in most film and TVs. Even Wonder Woman is guilty of this. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 1984, I think was the year that it came out. <laughs> is it has that orange filter. It has that. This is a desert, right? This is somewhere where there's not natural sunlight. This is like one of the first times that I've seen on like a big mainstream TV show or movie or whatever, where it doesn't look like that. It looks Like Egypt. Like a city, yeah. (laughs) It looks like a city. It's not orange filter. Mm -hmm. I very much appreciated that. I like that. I mean, it just goes to show you that, oh, when you put people in charge of doing things like this that aren't probably, I don't know, stereotypical, they won't make something look like it's
1: stereotypical. Yeah, and we get to experience (laughs) it more in the next episode probably because our boy's in Egypt, folks. Yeah. For real i do want to say something though oh great here we go. i think dark side of the moon the here point of this episode was fan service mm. to the people who love oscar isaac okay mm. so we get that line in the beginning and it's like i don't care how handsome you are you know whatever i'm not going to listen to you right right then when he's mr knight we get this interesting shot the jackal lifts him up in the air, strangles him, throws him against a car, and the angle his we booty. see is through the window and them tight white suit pants on his booty. Yeah. Then in this final scene, our man Oscar Isaac is in some H and M boxer briefs, drinking in was he shirtless? His room. Yes, completely shirtless. In little Box I think of briefs. I did notice, but I didn't. I think I was just so amazed at how they did Egypt in this. <laughs> I was amazed that we got our boy Oscar Isaac in some booty shorts, baby. I mean, yeah, they were totally like subcon, like very smartly showing off the goods. Yeah, I mean, you saw how
0: he, I mean, he broke the internet being on the red carpet, sniffing that woman's arm, he kissed her shoulder, sniffing because it was in slow motion it looks like he's sniffing her arm that's why i'm no, saying it i know he doesn't actually sniff i mean he probably did sniff it's her
1: arm. sexier because he slowly kisses her no, shoulder but that's
0: what i'm saying it looks like he's <laughs> sniffing her arm and he broke the internet because he made it sexy the people want more yeah. oscar isaac <laughs> sniffing booty stuff <laughs> okay so wrapping up this episode And I wanted to, because I know Derek felt a certain way about this episode. I feel a certain way. I think this episode, surprisingly, kind of early on, divided a lot of people. Mm. Made people kind of like, I don't know. It's weird. I think it's like a concern of the sameness. Because it feels very much like the first episode. Yes. Has the same beats. Yes. Chase in the hallway scene with Khonshu. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't know the reason for that. I'm kind of glad these weren't one episode or they didn't release both of them at the same time because I'd be like, oh my God, this is the same episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? A week later helped it a little bit. Yeah. But it was... Eh, we the, got more Moon
1: Knight. Right. I <laughs> I think my thing is, is that we, we do only have six episodes with this character right now. Yeah. And the fact is, is that we're here for Moon Knight. I wanted more Moon Knight in the second episode of Moon Knight. But instead what I got was more of the same beats of nervous Steven not knowing what's going on. Well,
0: right. It eliminated screen time where we could have seen, I don't know, him beating the crap out of jackals or goons or whatever in like a deserted hallway or an alleyway or whatever. Very much like kind of how the Netflix Marvel shows or any Mm -hmm. of the MCU movies, whenever they fill time or they get from point A to point B or whatever, they fill that with action scenes. And we kind of didn't, like, we got running away
1: scenes. A lot. Until the end. And and that was in two episodes back to back. Right, right. You know, I
0: I don't think we're going to get that again. I mean, I don't think so either. Just I, yet.
1: <laughs> it feels like, at least for the next episode, we're going to be solidly living with Mark, mm-hmm. which is definitely the tonal shift we've been waiting for. But I do think that these this second episode felt like a bit of a wasted opportunity to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that I kept thinking, I was like, there's something that's bothering me about this. And I don't know what. Like, I felt like I was missing something. I, I I liked it, I think, much more than you did. But there was something that bothered me, and I, f- I think I figured it out. It was the CGI fight. I don't mind CGI fights. I'm not saying that they're bad. But we have yet to see Moon Knight mm-hmm. be Moon Knight mm-hmm. and actually fight. So it's like when we keep seeing these kind of... It almost seems like devoid of like stakes almost like Mm -hmm. it's just kind of hollow. Like it's kind of fun to see him like him running on the rooftops was more entertaining than him fighting the jackal.
1: Yeah. And I also think we're still very much devoid of backstory here. And it's like still
0: like we're trying to we're figuring it out with Steven. I
1: think I said this in the last episode. It's like, okay, we know they're after the scarab. We don't know who got it first. We don't know where they found it. It's just something that exists, and now it's being passed back and forth. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. It just feels like, why don't we know anything? We don't really know anything. Well, yeah, I think that's just
0: the the way they decided to tell the story. I just hope that we got it. Introductions all out of the way. Everybody has been introduced, mm-hmm. unless there's like a surprise character later
1: on, but it's like,
0: that's it. Okay, now the plane has taken off. Let's, right. Let's see so where we are now.
1: Ethan Hawk has the scarab now. Yeah. Layla saw him kill the man who picked it up. Did nothing. Did just nothing. She just rode away in a Vespa. <laughs> and I guess they're all going to be in Egypt now? They have to. I mean, yeah.
0: Layla, so far, seems like she's a person that follows people and just announces herself. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure she will show up in Egypt and save Mark slash Stephen slash Mr. Knight or Moon Knight. So, we'll see. I mean, I think the benefit of having a protagonist who's two or three people at once, there's always a fresh moon night in the chamber. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like they can always do different types of storytelling, depending on who's in control. Sure. I
1: don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah. All right. Should we get to the special segment? Yeah. (gasps) Talking to the gods of the moon. Sorry. I was a little flat and pitchy and everything wrong with singing at that moment. Okay. (laughs) So, the legend of the Aztec god of the moon, Coyolxocchi, is a brutal one. Uh, Pregnant mothers, brothers bursting from wombs, and dismembered bodies are the main points of the story here. Okay, Okay.
0: Well, at least they don't throw up food and feed it
1: to people, which is somehow more disturbing. That's true. But Let's get into this. So, the mother of Koyoshoki was cleaning on the top of Snake Mountain when a ball of feathers fell from the sky and landed in her apron. From this, she became pregnant with the god of war, soon to be... (laughs) (laughs) I missed the part where she actually got pregnant. (laughs) No, you heard it. A ball of feathers fell from the sky and landed in her apron. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and they was... usually don't stick together but it's fine.
1: Listen. Gods usually aren't cleaning on top of Snake Mountain. So anyway, <laughs> so she becomes pregnant with the <laughs> god of war, soon to be the moon goddess's brother, uh <laughs> chilly Dang it, I should I you know, there's this thing that you say, whenever they're like whenever you're r- like trying to learn a new language, you should always talk out loud. I didn't practice this enough out loud, so I apologize. That's,
0: you're no different than me
1: then with every episode when there's a... Huitzilopochtli. What? I'm sticking with that. Huitzilopochtli. That's the god of war. Okay. So the moon goddess, whose name translates to bells on her cheeks, was furious that her mother became pregnant and called her 400 brothers, the stars of the southern sky, to come and kill her mother. Wait, there's
0: so... Did she get pregnant with all of them from the Ball of Feathers?
1: No, 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 no. Just only the God of War. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hate to know how the four other times she got... Well, no, you figure she's the goddess of the moon, so her brothers are the stars. So she calls the 400 brothers who are the stars to come and kill the mother. So as they're coming to kill her, her unborn brother... Explodes from his mother's womb, fully formed as the adult <laughs> god of war. Wait. Uh huh. And he kills and dismembers Koilshoki. Uh huh. He then throws her body down Snake Mountain. <laughs> and he chucks her head up into the sky, where <gasps> no. it then became the moon.
0: Ew. What? <laughs> so, in. In Is Snake Mountain in Disney World?
1: Snake Mountain is in Mexico City. <laughs> it and- just sounds like Space Mountain. That's why oh, it's you know. um and an in- archaeologist in 1978 discovered a large ten foot disc um at the base of where this temple was. And the Snake Mountain? Did Snake Mountain? It was actually, they were excavating, I think the thing that I read, they were excavating the basement of a bookstore in Mexico City, and they found this ten-foot disc.
0: Oh. I was like why was there a bookstore it's in, the in the middle, middle of nowhere? Of, yeah, but no, it's I in the, forgot you said Mexico yeah. City. I was like, excavation sites usually aren't. <laughs> I was very, this whole thing is confusing me. So
1: the disc that they found depicts the dismembered corpse of Coqui. And in the Aztec civilization, there was a day that celebrated this deity. And on this day, a sacrifice would be made, dismembered. And then the pieces were thrown down the temple steps much like bells on her cheeks was in the legend. So the disc itself is really beautiful, but the story is quite gruesome. What was her real name? Bells on her cheeks? So it's <laughs> Koil Shoki.
0: Oh, okay, 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 okay. But that
1: translates to bells on her cheeks. There's a lot of confusing names in here. I was like, wait, Yeah, and who? the disc, you should see this disc. It's pretty stellar. It's this huge 10 and a half foot disc, and it's like her main torso, and then all of her legs and arms are separated from her body. Pretty. Wait, and they did
0: that to people.
1: Mm-hmm. How long ago did they stop? I whenever the Aztec civilization fell. I guess. Oh, I don't that's know. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the legend of the Aztec moon goddess. I'm sorry, you threw a ball key. of
0: feathers at me, and I did... never recovered.
1: No. i was like where are we when did they do this you got it with these myths you just have to go with it you um okay so you excuse me i like how you're like talking for an hour and 15 minutes about a man who has the god of the moon in him and turns into a sailor moon-esque character and fights crime but yet you're like she got pregnant from what that doesn't make sense
0: Uh, I think that's reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, comment below. That's reasonable, right?
1: Everyone's like, um... Probably not. No. That's fine. (laughs) All right. Later, skaters. Uh, Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at abiteofpod and on Facebook at abiteof. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at pod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye.